Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from East Bridgewater is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. And how are we all on this fine evening? Very good. Very good. good. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm glad. I was just, uh, when I was getting ready for the show, I just was trying to, <laughs> I remember back in the beginning days of the show, we used a thing called Stacks. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh, you never used Stacks. I remember you talking about it. Yeah, okay. I was like, huh? <laughs> no, I never used it. You always no. did that stuff. Yeah. And so you had, like, all the chat rooms, and then you had the Stacks, and then you had whatever else it was like it was you had a bounce all over the place but uh with skypes you have the chat on there so that's taken stacks is basically was your uh, control panel for for the show so for instance if someone called in the calls came in you could cue them and back in the day we used to get calls that was because we don't even press it so I, i can't really say but back in the day it was more live radio so there was a lot of people in chat there would be uh um, calls coming in would have them in queues. You could hang up on them or, or, or select them. So you, you could pretty much control the show as pretty much produce the show from stacks. Uh, and so yeah. So that's one less thing you have to do, anyways. Well, now I understand. Yeah. Used so to anyway. say I'm in stacks. I'm in stacks. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I have no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. No clue. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it was another thing. Anyway. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles and uh, another show, another day. What did we talk about last week? I've forgotten. Last week we, what did we talk about? Oh no, my we had God! A, we had um, we had a ghost hunter. Um, uh, let me scroll back. Steve Clark. Steve Clark. Yes, Steve Clark. Yes. Steve, Steve was on last week. Steve Clarkster is. Oh my God, I am losing it. I really am. Well, you know, you do three shows a week. Yeah. That can happen. Well, I don't have to worry about the mon- mon- money show. Monday show, as I guess can attest, since That's right. it is pretty much pretty much throwing the dice. All. Pretty much a free for all. That's it. Been there. It's a free for all. Yes, it is. <laughs> But anyways, we uh, are now joined, since you heard a giggle in the background, uh, <laughs> our guest and my co-host, one of my co-hosts from the morning show, the morning show gang, it is author, uh, tour guide, uh, medium. Um, Taffophile. Yeah, sure. Taffophile and uh, cur- uh, proprietor of uh, New England Curiosities, Roxy Zwicka. Hello. It's so weird Hello. not being on on Monday morning. <laughs> talking to you. I, I feel like we should be in in the studio throwing insults across the room. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, across the room. I sit right next to you. You don't have to uh, go across the room. Oh, it's close enough. Close enough. Lucy's I never know what the hell is going to happen on that show. Oh, I God, no. It's just, I've, I thought Oz was unscripted, but man, it, it doesn't even have to be anything paranormal <laughs> on, on the oh, morning no. edition. You, you, I, I assume you heard this week's show, Nuns oh, with Big Guns. Oh, did not. It was what? Nuns with Big Guns. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. New Nuns with Big Guns. What? I was trying to leave New, that out. I was trying to leave that out. Nuns with Big Guns. Down to that level. God. Uh-huh. It, it was a, a movie, a classic movie. Oh, a classic. Really? It's a, you know that classic movie, right? I'm sure you've seen it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. No. That, that is the only show that I actually, uh, you know, I, I I do have pretty much a uh, an outline of what I want to talk about. But once we get in the studio, it's pretty much torn up. That that's not even a B movie. That is like a a a, a Z movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a seriously it's a cult classic. Uh huh. Okay. Oh God. Put up the link. Get me the link. Oh. Lou said he was going to watch it, so we'll we'll get the report back from him on next Monday's show. Oh, yeah. Lou. <laughs> so Lou's taking right. it upon himself. He's going to make the sacrifice and yeah, check take out one, this wonderful, legendary movie. Take one for the te- team, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Speaking uh, of teams, should we talk about the Super Bowl? Everybody else is. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You mean oh. it was the Super Bowl? The Patriots weren't playing? They still had uh, it? Yeah, they still had oh, it. I, they, yeah. I watched it. Mm. I think it's the halftime show that is captivating everybody way more than anything that happened in the game. But, but anyways, oh we gosh, have a guest. Wow. Yeah. yeah this, Ooh, this, this is Monday. <laughs> this is Wednesday. We we talk about things in the paranormal. We we have a a, a, a potpourri of, of uh, knowledge at our hands right now. Of Potpourri. Uh, of Roxy Zwicker. <laughs> so, Roxy, you have written like a dozen books. Gazillions. Yes, and she reminds me every time I mention the three books <laughs> together. In a, but that's another story. Uh, so, a lot of them are on cemeteries too, right? They are. Um, actually, three of them are specifically cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And will you, will Did you, you want me to dive in here? No. <laughs> could have. Uh, but anyways, uh, why, why chose this, the, uh, the topic of cemeteries? Well, why not? Because cemeteries, we are home to some of, in the United States, some of the, the oldest are right in our backyard here in New England. So we go by them all the time, on the sides of roads, on town commons, and in parking lots. They're everywhere. So why not understand who came first, you know, the cemetery or the Taco Bell, which is a question people often ask me about the cemetery over in Summersworth, New Hampshire. Why is there a cemetery in the Taco Bell parking lot? Yeah. Who do you think <laughs> came first? It's, it's something to address because we go by them all the time, but how much do we really know about them and the people that are buried there and the symbolism on the stones and the preservation that needs to be done, let alone, you know, the whole spiritual nature of things with ghosts and spirits and wanting to connect with the past 
lost and just feeling cemeteries in general as, you know, spooky places, but they're beautiful places of art and history and being able to present a cemetery as something that doesn't have to be scary, whether it's in a book or on a tour is, is always, always been part of what I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I wish that I had more time <laughs> to get out and see, like I'm hardly ever, I, you know, if I'm up in New Hampshire or even further North, I'm always, I'm usually, I'm there for a reason. I'm not there to like meander around and, uh, I, I would love to just have more time to just see it all. I was in New York this past weekend and passed a fabulous cemetery. I'm like, oh, I need to stop next time we're here and just schedule a day, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm always there to see our daughter. So mm-hmm. that, of course, takes precedence. I can't just say, well, see ya. I'm going to go hit a cemetery. So what are you going to do? Well, we always try to schedule in some time for the local cemetery when we're mm-hmm. when we're out doing talks or on vacation. We usually try to figure out in advance what do we want to go and see, so that way we can build it into what we do. But it it is hard because even then, you know, if you see one or two, you're you're sacrificing a whole bunch of other ones that you could be seeing, and then there's right. some that. You, you want to go back to over and over again. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been to Mount Auburn in Cambridge, and you just oh, can't yeah. see it all in a day. It's impossible. No. Nope. No way. No way. You'd need a week. You'd have you to, easily like, need a week. Put a tent up <laughs> mm-hmm. in one little corner. Yes. Yeah. You you would just to be able to take the time and and – do the even just do the audio tours and then just explore. Let's put it this way: we will wait for a wedding because of Anne and her cemeteries. Good job, Anne. Ah. Girl after my own heart. Oh, why was we were late for the wedding? Because I screwed up the address. We, we, yeah, we, yeah, we still stayed at the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, that was on the way back. Oh no, it wasn't, dear. Yes, it was. We, we was on the way back. We were on the way to the reception. Sure. It was. We couldn't stop on the way to the ceremony because we were already late. Trust me. I remember every uh, excruciating I know. moment. I'm just, I'm just teasing. And I was terrified in the back seat because Van Helsing was driving about 1,000 oh, miles an hour. <laughs> no like, wonder you wanted to go okay. to a cemetery. You probably figured up you'd end up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we started on the way back to the reception and we're like, Oh, we could be a little late to the reception. That's okay. And it's plenty of time. Plenty of time. There's always time for So, Ian, why, why, why are you attracted to cemeteries? So, you know why, why I am? Why are you? Oh. Um, I, the, I was always attracted to the cemeteries more from the art side of it, I think, mm-hmm. than the, um, you know, oh, gee, it's an old cemetery. Just the the carvings and the statuary and uh, just all of, all of that side of it is that it's so beautiful. And I'm always looking for that that thing I haven't seen, you know, mm. like you'll see something literally I've run right across 
a cemetery because I'll see something in the distance and just just book it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, look at that! Gotta get over there. Um, I just get excited and and um, when I see something that's terrifically old that's been around for hundreds of years and it's still in pristine condition. And um, just to to imagine them creating it in Mm -hmm. the, the the time period that they created it all hand carved and chiseled and uh, it blows my mind. So that is what always pulled me into it first and foremost was seeing the artistry. Mm. That's what, what pulled me in. And then, you know, after that, and then it's the history and uh, all of it, you know. Well, they really are in their own way, like they're, you know, like they're at open air museum out there. Because mm. you have so much that you can learn, not not only from the inscriptions on the stones, but like you said, the, the stone carvers, even where the stones came from. I mean, we have so many stones here in in Portsmouth in particular, but, you know, even down in Boston or all throughout New England, where, where they actually came over on ships from England right? and were, were being used as ballast and then ballast. eventually mm-hmm. made their way to actually being gravestones. So the stones themselves, you know, are, are just such wonderful pieces of art. And I, I, too, I'm just like you. I spot something from afar and I'm sprinting mm-hmm. across to, to get mm-hmm. over to it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Absolutely. I've been out with um, uh, Brenda, you know, and the Gravestone Girls on occasion when they're in my neighborhood. And uh, mm-hmm. she'll contact me and say, hey, we're in your neck of the woods. Do you want to mm-hmm. come out and explore with us? I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and uh, we were over in Rainham one time and uh, we get out of the car and I just started off. <laughs> Brenda's like, Oh, she just saw something. She's gone. <laughs> so, well, I, it's I think that that's exciting too because you, there's always something new to discover. You always find right. that every burial ground, you know, large or small, there's there's something different that's there. Whether it's the story of the person that's buried there, or a stone, or you know, the the fence, or something is different. Right. There. Some of them have some buildings that still stand. We have. Um, one in Essex that I love because it still has the Hearst house that's still there, mm. which I just love. It's adjacent to the cemetery. So there's, you just, you never know what you're going to find. It's like a, like a graveyard treasure hunt. Right. I agree with that. Absolutely. What about you, Ron? I go. Cause you direct me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, and he's got to fix all the flags. You have to drag a dead body with you. <laughs> We go to cemeteries, and Van Helsing picks up all the flags, and if they're broken, he tries to fix them. And all right, all right. He's tidying stuff up. Ignore that. No, don't ignore that. Why? Because that's not necessarily true. Yes, only, it is. Only if you catch me. Yeah, I have oh a picture my. of you. I have a picture of you doing it. Mm. So, anyway. Yeah. anyway. Our message right, is so. reputation, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I do want to mention that uh, Roxy uh, has an event coming up with me on uh, the 20th. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Roxy. The 24th, <laughs> the dining with the 
dead and which what are you going to be talking about roxy that's at the, the haunted window restaurant of course nice yes so um uh, for that dinner i'm actually going to be talking about a presentation that is one of my personal favorites it's witchcraft stories outside of salem massachusetts so people who were wrongly accused and in some cases convicted of witchcraft in other parts of New England as early as 1642. And a lot of these stories from these people are most recently, within the past couple of years, really coming to light. They just, um, I want to say it was now, it'll be three years ago this spring, they actually just built one of the first monuments in Connecticut um, to commemorate these people who, again, were, you know, wrongly accused and executed. And when the local organization had... Well, when when the local organization wanted to put together a memorial, a memorial service, they, you know, went to the town and went to the state. And when they got to the state level, it stalled, and the state wasn't moving on it. And since it seemed to be more of a roadblock than it needed to be, the organization actually went to the Queen of England, to get these people excused from witchcraft. And that's modern day. That's our lifetime. And a lot of people yeah. don't realize that this is something that is still being corrected to this day. And then, of course, in the wake of many of these stories in many of these locations, there's superstition, there's ghost stories, there's artifacts that are being dredged up. So I want to shed light on some of the more forgotten stories in New England as it relates to colonial times, really right up to the 1700s, because my first witchcraft story I learned about wasn't in Salem. It was actually um, out in western Massachusetts growing up in school. That was the first story that I was told, and I find that a lot of people just don't know them. So I've done a a lot of research and putting together this presentation to give a full view of what else was going on in New England up in until 1692 and then after. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I had no idea it was, you know, spread so far south, like down into Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's all the way up is, north, too. It goes all the way up north, too. It, mm-hmm. it does. It goes all the way up into Maine. And in fact, a lot of people are surprised here that there were more people executed in the state of Connecticut for witchcraft then in Salem, because it happened mm. over a longer period of time, not just during that one year of 1692. You'll actually find that it was more than double that in Connecticut, but oh again, it had a longer time period. So I think it's important to remember all the stories and yeah. how we're mm-hmm. still trying to correct that today and why there might be ghost stories around it. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a pretty well-rounded presentation and you know designed to to make you think and of course there's a little bit of of humor in there to lighten it up but it's um it's really cool cool nice look look forward that's uh february 24th uh monday night 7 Mm p.m at the window restaurant you have to buy your tickets in advance and and give us your meal selection you can find out all that information at indieghostproject.com the letter n the letter e ghostproject.com and click on dining with the dead uh, and make sure that you, you get your ticket soon because I have I posted it on my Facebook page as an event for Nolan Curiosities, and there are 120 people that said they're interested in coming. So yeah. uh, if you want to go, make sure you get your tickets because I know that space is not going to hold that many people. 
No, we, I think we limit to about 20. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, the one, one of the things I was going to go back on the, the witches before we move on to something else is sure. that there is, and I can't think of the name of it, and I know you will know it, of course, on the seacoast, uh, there's a road. It's actually called Witches something or other. And I can't think of it. And I, I know Witch you know Trot it. Road? Yes, it is. Is it Witch and, Trot? Yep. Which Trot Road, right? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, Roxy, is? Because Reverend George Burrow escaped from Salem because he was accused of witchcraft, and he went up and took his following up to Wells, Maine. And even though he was up in Wells, and of course, Wells at the time, when I say Maine, was still Massachusetts at the time. It was mm-hmm. only only a province. And mm-hmm. they decided in Salem to go get Reverend George Burroughs, and bring him back to Salem to be to be tried in court. So they went up, pulled him out of his house on the way back, the road that they were going down. Apparently, this huge storm blew in, and allegedly, according to you know what his accusers have said is that he had conjured the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Of and course. when they brought him back, they stated that in court, it was enough to convict him along with those others who had accused him, and he was <laughs> executed. But uh, oddly oddly enough, he stood there um, and recited the Lord's Prayer, which, you know, if you were a witch, you wouldn't be able to do that. So, of course, the road now is known as Witch Trot Road in York County, and it's the exact same road that he was brought down. I haven't seen any four horsemen of the apocalypse when I've been on that road, but mm-hmm. that was that was the story. And Again, kind of right in in my backyard. So it's, yep. um, it's, I've seen it's some fascinating just how far-reaching it is. <laughs> did you, did, oh, have you have you been over there? Yes, yes, I have. Yep, I actually know someone who lives uh, has a place on there actually. So, ah, oh. uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, that's that was always an intriguing story, and I never knew it until uh, I spoke to this gentleman and. Uh, I got a little bit of information that I talked to Roxy, and Roxy filled me in with the full story, of course, because Roxy does a lot of research for all her books and her tours. You do tours too, right? Mm hmm. I I have to because I get descendants of the people that I'm talking about at my talks and on my tours, and they can call me out at any time. So I am happy to (laughs) share my sources with people and to let them know who's told me what story. I think it's just, it's really, really important. And doing it for as long as I have, you get to talk to everybody anyway. Yes, and and uh, the, the tours we're talking about is, is New England Curiosities. They do a series of uh, walking and trolley tours, which are kind of fun, too. Mm-hmm. And we have a if good someone time was, every time. If someone was interested, where could they find more about these tours? You can find our tours at newenglandcuriosities.com. So New England Curiosities is plural. And we do have some tours um, on the schedule right now in advance of the season, which are also currently selling. So if you are thinking about coming up, um, we have a lot of different tours to choose from, depending on what you're into, if you're into cemeteries or if you want to hear about Portsmouth Old Red Light District, or if you like the historic sites in Portsmouth and want to know the ghost stories, um, there's a variety of tours and other events on there as well. Right. 
And speaking about other events, I'm doing that same week, oddly enough, another <laughs> event with uh, Roxy. And this will be a ghost hunt at a very cool place. Mm-hmm. That you can't so say we that. are doing a, right. a a haunted evening at the South Meeting House, oh. which is a beautiful old building, which I actually happen to be sitting in right now, um, oh. which goes back to the 1860s. And there's been a meeting house in this spot since the 1700s. It's smack dab in the middle of our old red light district. And um, there's been a number of organizations in and out of this building over the years, and many of which have maintained that it's haunted. And in November, uh, we did an investigation. It was sold out investigation. And we came up with all sorts of stuff in different sections of the building. So since a lot of people missed out on that, we decided to do uh, one more. And that's coming up again at the end of the month on the 28th. So it'll be um, three kind of three sections of the building that will rotate through um, from the, the antique clock tower all the way through the various Which is floors so of the cool. building to see who's around. It is very cool up there. Yeah. Do they let you up? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's part of the, the thing. And uh, I got my picture taken there uh, a couple of years ago. Well, probably more than a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a fabulous, fabulous place uh, that you get to check out and everything. So Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, the building is is as Roxy said has tons of historical uh, significance, uh, and uh, it's it it's always a good time. So it so it sold out really quick last time. Uh, so we expect uh, you know to probably the same this time. Yeah, I think we're we're probably about seventy five percent sold out right now. I think there's probably um, fifteen, maybe twenty tickets left at the most. So we're we're almost there. Right. In fact, the other uh, member of the uh, morning team will be there. Lou Blasi will be joining us, the professor. Oh, my goodness. I know the seldom seen Lou. Wow. Yeah. So uh, nice. when you get those tickets, too, if you, there's a link on the Any Ghost Project website, anyghostproject.com, and uh, check it out. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. So anyways, we have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on TojiNet and Pararex Radio with Ann Carrigan, Ron Kolick, and our special guest is Roxy Zwicker of New England Curiosities. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the meeting of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our very special guest this evening, Roxy's Wicker. Yay! Yes. And of course, today's show, as always, is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Law Group. Uh, yeah, right there in High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts. If you you know Valentine's Day is coming up, if the guy doesn't get you anything, <laughs> go visit him. <laughs> just saying. Oh God. God. Just saying. Do you ever see those crazy videos on Facebook? I forget the guy's name, and it's always a couple, and the husband's always the bad guy, and and you have to learn a lesson, like you learn your lesson from the video. I forget no. the guy's name. I, I'm afraid I've missed that. Unfortunately. Uh, they're hysterical. Oh, they're, they're really hysterical. And it always has like this big tagline was like husband cheats on wife with best friend, then mm. lives to regret it. No, you don't know. You haven't seen those, huh? No, not at all. Oh, my God. Anyways, I digress. I guess you do. It's going to be like the morning show again. <laughs> but anyway, so well, you said divorce, so it just popped into my head. I know, but I was doing a commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You can yes. go see the lawyer, too. They but, uh, usually see the lawyer before they tell. They have the papers all drawn up first. That's what made, you know, made me think of it. I wouldn't know. So. <laughs> me either. Whatever. Uh, yeah, well, you all seem right. to be knowledgeable on the subject. I, yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I heard about video. it. I have it's friends. Video. I have friends that are, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I get it. Anyways, Roxy, there she is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Roxy, you you are also uh, very uh, a medium. You you work a lot with uh, Deadwicks. Uh, tell us what's going on with them. I love Deadwicks. So, of course, Deadwicks is the uh, little kind of Diagon Alley of Portsmouth, if you will. Yeah. The little spooky, yeah. spooky shop on the on the side street. So it's a uh, it's a little Harry Potter. It's a little witchy. Um, there's a beautiful herb room that's there. Um, all of my ghost tours have been meeting in front of the shop. The um, beautiful uh, townhouse that goes back to the early 1800s, which also happens to be haunted by a, a very, very friendly but kind of handsy lady there. Um, she's she's getting really handsy with a lot of my um, my guests to my my readings no. and uh, during my classes, people were mm. saying that um, somebody was coming up from behind them and messing with their hair or touching them or you know knocking their bags off their um, the backs of their chairs and stuff. So, Wasn't me. Um, I I I don't know. I I guess it's not you because you're not there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a really really cool place. Could be astral projection. 
Are you, are, are you astro projecting just to saying, get there? Just saying. Could happen. Okay. <laughs> so you're after all yeah. these ladies' purses? That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks like a cool place. But you, uh, you pretty much, you do readings there too? Or you still do readings there? I still do readings there, and um, I also do readings at the Divinity Lounge, which is um, my other space in Portsmouth. So there's a little bit of me everywhere. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I love Deadwick's. You, I could spend hours in there. Yeah, they got dead things oh, in it. Yeah, oh, really, you could. yeah, really. Yeah. You, you walk I around love- the store even a couple times, and there's more things to discover. Oh, I yeah. bought the most beautiful scarf last time we were up there, and it's like a black black velvet and it's got feathers all on the ends of it oh god i love it oh nice i wore it to spirit quest actually the first night of spirit quest last year Mm. lots Mm. of uh oh speaking of spirit quest don't forget it's uh, september 25th 26th and 27th uh spirit quest 2020 beyond the veil Mm. cool very cool Mm. uh anyways um yeah this she this deadwoods also has like all these cool things like skulls and different animals and claws and other animal yeah. parts you can get. Oh my God! If, and if books, animal parts, and capes, and um, God, what else is there? Like uh, brooms and wands and herbs yeah. and oh, jewelry so and oils. Yeah, there's, there's a lot there. Lots of lots of tarot cards. Yes. Which I'm, I'm hoping that um, at Spirit Quest, my new deck will be in, so I'll be able to uh, show it off there. Well, tell I us a little about Spirit this. Quest. That, that, I can't wait to see it. Well, tell us a little I about saw you post about it the other day. <laughs> so it is um, the Memento Mori Oracle Cards. And this has been a really long labor of love going back, of course, to our love of cemeteries and burial grounds. And um, I've, I've been reading cards for years and years. I've been teaching people how to read. And I finally um, decided four years ago to start putting together my own oracle deck based on New England graveyards from colonial days up through Victorian times, featuring some of the places like we had just talked about, like, of course, the most beautiful and um, famous of them all, uh, Mount Auburn, but also other places like Forest Hills and uh, some more oh. hidden cemeteries, ones that are off the beaten path, and using um, an image from each, you know, either monument or grave or burial ground as an actual card in the deck. So when you go to do a reading, you have the symbolism of what the images on the gravestone mean or what the monument means that you can use for divination, but also you'll learn a little bit about perhaps who's buried there, about the burial ground itself, about symbolism, so you can use the book that comes with it as a guide when you go into a burial ground to understand what some of the symbols mean. So there's going to be 58 cards and a, a large book to go along with it, and actually, um, I've decided uh, on a printer in Maine, so they're going to be um, printed uh, with 100% solar power, um, recycled paper, which is really awesome. But um, very, you know, very, very 
beautiful and um, very, very artful. Uh, my daughter's doing all the graphic design on it, which is just absolutely amazing. Nice. So um, we're doing a, a Kickstarter for that um, actually less than three months from now on May 1st. And if we raise enough money, then the deck will move forward and um, and be released. And uh, we're hoping that it will be completely done um, before October 1st. And the printer assures us that there shouldn't be a problem. So um, it, it's really just an, an amazing journey to bring some of these gravestones to life, but also to learn what that, that symbolism might mean to you. Hmm. That I think that's a great awesome. idea. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So what made you, I mean, how'd you come up with this idea? <laughs> Another crazy um, I, I think because, you know, in all the years I've been doing tours, which next year will be 20, 20 years. Oh, God bless you. Wow. <laughs> um, I think I'm always delighted when people walk away from the tour and say, I never stopped to actually understand what those symbols meant and I thought they were scary and I didn't know anything about the carvings and there's just there's so much to learn in in the symbolism I mean I've got gravestones that have raspberries on them I have gravestones that have suns on them you know the, the setting sun like all of that is deeply symbolic and you know we we live in a world of Symbolism, if you look at tarot as a divination system, tarot is hugely symbolic. Mm -hmm. So pulling all of that together and saying, you know, you have all of these great messages, and let alone the spiritual energy that's going to be in this deck, because, you know, there are some, you know, graves that I'm featuring that have ghost stories as well, and to understand the spiritualism movement, to understand that cemeteries are places where people would go and picnic, there's so much that I think people are surprised to hear about cemeteries that I wanted to include in this and a little bit different than the books that I normally write, which are more, you know, historical and ghostly, but this giving everybody an understanding of, you know, again, the, the symbolism and the art and how that pertains to you. Yeah, I think well, that's a great idea, and I'm sure Anne will be wanting us out of those. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I I have this, uh, like, obsession with tarot cards. I probably have, I don't know, four or five decks bouncing around right now. Not really, you know. If I, I like, I was just at my daughter's this past weekend, and I have this little mini kind of a travel tarot deck, and it's just a mini... Mm -hmm. Um, like a, yeah, I guess it's like the Rider weight style. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I'm like, Oh, I brought my tarot cards down. Let, let me do a reading for you. She's like, okay. And, uh, but I have to have my book, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I have to look at the book and, and, but it's fun. I, I just, I, I do it for fun. I enjoy it. And, um, so yeah, I've got a bunch of them. <laughs> I'm always looking at more. You should you should come and hang out with me. I have over a hundred decks. Oh God, I know. I'll never, I'll never have that many. But <laughs> I, I love them. I do love and all the different. Again, it's the art that attracts mm -hmm. me to them. So. Yep. In fact, uh, at Spirit Quest this year, if you like tarot cards, you're gonna like this. Um, on Saturday night at Spirit Quest, when we do our ghost hunt, it will be a special uh, ghost hunt. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, 
where tarot cards will connect with the spirits in uh, uh, it's it's an old uh, Egyptian uh, set of cards and symbols that uh, it's used to connect with spirits and and to make uh, contact with them. So we'll be doing that at Spirit Cross on Saturday night mm-hmm. this year. That's interesting. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yes, it will. So uh, I'm excited Sweet. about that. <laughs> so in, in uh, all these cemeteries, and I bet you you've gone to a million of them, Roxy, was there ever a grave that really yanked at your tear ducts? Oh God! <laughs> um, I mean, I think one of my favorites is I, actually I, I think I that was one of the images that I had released um, in regards to the new deck is the boy in the boat in Forest Hills. Oh where yeah! You have the the little boy who was climbing out of the boat. Some say to to go and get his rabbit. Others say that he just fell out of the boat. And you have just this beautiful, life-size. You come around the corner, and if it wasn't for the glass case, you would think mm-hmm. that there was actually a boy in a boat climbing out, coming mm-hmm. right at you, beautiful eyes. And then when I, I was there and read the story of his mother, who would commission the stone, who would hope to be buried next to him, and through several bad turns of events, she ended up not being buried in the burial ground at all. And then the fact that her spirit is there because they were separated, and looking at that stone, I couldn't help but be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Do you, have one like that that Do you have one like that, Anne? Um, I and the old ones, I, you, the, the ones that get me on the older stones are where they have, uh, they're kind of, uh, connected, you know, it's like a, a got like a multiple, like it could be like a triple pin tympanum, but they, they list all the children that they lost, you know, that they're all buried there. There's one actually in the granary that has like five, um, right in a row, but I'll tell you, Actually, the newer stones uh, that are laser engraved and they have the actual picture mm. of the person, those kill me, uh, you know, when it's for a young person. Yeah. Um, those really get me worse than any, <laughs> if the, you know, the, the Puritan stones or, or what have you, um, the newer ones, because it's like looking at that person and... Those really get to me uh, a lot, a lot. So been known to stand there and cry. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> those get me more. There's a cool one that I and Roxy might either either you might know about this. And because mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the details, but it was this uh, husband and wife and they died and they have uh, this scene it's like the kitchen table is sitting at the kitchen table and they have their kids like standing off in the thing and it's all enclosed and it, it's really a it's it's like uh, a day of their lives and uh it's it always that one always intrigued me there there's a mausoleum actually when i was down in um in uh georgia visiting yeah. Liz, lizzie and that was the couple 
sitting at the uh, table playing cards. That's not the one you're thinking of, is it? It could be. Is that the one that has the kids with it too? I, there's no. I don't think there's any. Kids no, it's in another it. one that it's a very similar to one. This one has I know has like a parquet floor. It has not parquet, but like a, a checkered floor, black and white mm-hmm. checkered floor, and it's just like uh, and and you look at it any angle, and and you can see like you see the the children they're standing way back, like they're looking into the room and everything. It's it's pretty freaky. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I don't know which one that is. I thought yeah, I saw it with you, or maybe I just researched it. I'm not sure, but anyways. Hmm. Yeah, the one I saw was in Oakland Cemetery. Oh, okay, yeah. In, in is, I mean, there's so that many. Is, Go ahead. It do, it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell to me. Um, one that that similar in nature is up in um, Barrie, Vermont, and it's also life size. And it's a couple sitting up in bed holding hands, oh, yeah. and the whole monument is them in the bed with their pajamas on. Oh, um, yeah. Granite, yeah. and you walk up on it, and it looks like you just walked into somebody's bedroom. That's a yeah. great one. There's, there's yeah, so I many of them that, that, that are, you know, like that, that, that are very similar. You know, they have babies sleeping. They have, uh, uh, you know. And what, one of my favorite ones, of course, is the, the Weeping Angel. Uh, that Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome, really. It really is. Mm-hmm. Of course, every time I see yeah. it, I think of Blink. Doctor Who's blink. Yes. <laughs> Which the is one awesome. is as far as as families and children go to get back to what you were saying earlier, Anne, is mm. um, up in the woods of Vermont. And um, Petunia from Gravestone Girls knows knows this stone too. Mm-hmm. It's eighteen hundred, and it's twelve children. There's oh. twelve faces on the stone. And then next to that is the stone for the mother and another child. So she lost all 13 of her children. And then she died when she was like 42. God. God. God bless her. Yeah. That's that's a killer. That's a killer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that would be sad. Anyways. uh, Yeah. Any happy ones we can talk about? <laughs> Is there a happy gravestone? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, there are. I really, you know, I don't know. Is there one with a guy, like, with his ass buried up? So, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> My father-in-law always threatened that. He was going to be buried, assed up, so they could all kiss his butt when he died. Really? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I thought was a great I've, idea. <laughs> I have to say I haven't run across one of those yet, no. thank God. Anyway. Well, there are the um, the two brothers in New Hampshire, also uh, 19th century, and both brothers were gravestone carvers, um, mm-hmm. the Abel brothers. And one of the brothers thought that death was a, you know, a wonderful thing that you could be reconnected with the people that had passed so that death was a release from the earthly bounds. While the other brother didn't share the same sentiment and he felt that death was an ending. So when you look at their stones side by side, it's pretty amazing because the carving is similar in nature when you look at the angel or the death set. However, one of them, one of the brothers carved smiles on them and the other one carved frowns on them. 
side by side, you can tell which one had carved the gravestones. And if you want to see some great examples of that, um, to go to Chester, New Hampshire, which has one of the most beautiful cemeteries in southern New Hampshire, and you'll see stones carved by both brothers. Some are frowning oh, wow. and some are smiling. <laughs> so, I, awesome. so I, do we know who died first? Which of the brothers died first? Did they um, I, it? I, would, Did they... I would have to go back and look to see. I wonder if, if they carved their own stone or, or each brother carved the other one's stone or, or how that worked. That would be intriguing to find out. Um, I, I'll have to check because I actually have um, the New Hampshire Historical Society did a piece on it in 1971 in one of their publications, and that's where I learned a lot about it. So I think I, it, they probably have the information about their death. <laughs> I never even thought to see who died first, but I'll have to look. <laughs> That's just intriguing because the, the two stones are side by side, you said. So unless mm-hmm. they died together, then one must have died before the other. And if he did that, who carved whose stone? And who carved right. the other surviving one stone if the other one was dead? Well, they, they, carved, they carved a lot of stones. They were very prolific stone carvers. So you'll I know find that, them but it's kind of hard to do when you're dead. I think I may be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of those those stone carvers up in Barry, Vermont. I mean, that's that that's what they did. I mean, that they they quarried the the granite up there, mm-hmm. and a lot of them died because of the the them. dust. Do, and it, mm-hmm. that's what killed them. And they knew they were dying, and they carved their own damn monuments. So they did carve their mm-hmm. own monuments. The they ones did. in Vermont in Barry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't so know about the, these brothers. Yeah, well, the brother was intriguing, but I was wondering if you, if you carved your own stone or not, that would be kind of neat. Or did you have other carvers? Like, like if there was a carver's association, would they do it as a tribute to do it in your style versus someone else's style? Well, some of the stone carvers, they, they did so well that they would often have blanks that were mm-hmm. waiting in the wings. And I know... Um, on the Cape and, and the islands, they had uncovered a lot of gravestones that just had the art on it and the tablets were blank because you would just go in in some cases and just pick the stone that you wanted and then have it inscribed. So well, um, it could have been a case where he may have had a stone that mm-hmm. you know had not been inscribed for someone that was used as well. Okay. did So did... One brother make all his carvings with frowns, and one brother make all his carvings with smiles? Yes. Okay. All right, that would explain it then. Okay, yeah, that would make sense then. Okay, cool. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Now it does. Okay. So, anyway, that's kind of neat. Uh, I was... so, what, so what would you have on yours, Ron? Would you have a smile or would you have a frown? I'm not, I'm not having a stone. I'm getting cremated. You were going to have getting, one. No, no, I'm getting cremated, and my my uh, ashes are being put in a, a coffee can chock full of nuts. <laughs> that's it. Okay. You better believe it. That's that's my legacy. All right. <laughs> it's in my will. It's in my will. So there you go. Oh. No oh. stones for me. Wow. So you're just going to sit in a coffee can on Ron Junior's mantle, or what? Yeah. Jan's middle. Well, what happens when Jan goes? Where do you where do you all go then? 
that's that's her whoever else's problem. I could give her rat's ass. I'll be dead. <laughs> what if somebody comes to the house and they want a cup of coffee and they put you in the coffee maker because they don't? I'll know. make it. I'll make a damn good cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> gross. That's gross. Are you kidding? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You say it's gross, right? You're like, oh, gross, right? No, I meant the coffee. Yeah, I, well, a coffee could be gross. But, yeah. you know, as far as the ashes thing, if I could tell you how many stories I've heard of people who were cremated and wanted their ashes scattered by the ocean or the mountains or whatever, and they went mm-hmm. to scatter, the family scattered these damn ashes, and they come back in their mouth and in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to plan the wind accordingly, all right? Yeah, it was always a surprise. But yeah. this, and it never goes the way you planned. <laughs> Well, what we, happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Me, Tom, Tom thinks he wants to be cremated. I'm like, nope. I want them to put me six feet under. I'm going to be in the box. There you go. I want a gravestone. That's it. Mm. What I want. Yeah. So, woman versus a man. Man's pragmatic. He's just. But I, I wanted to mention one more thing about the. Uh, blah, 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 the ashes blah. is that. Uh, <laughs> We did a, uh, a a ghost hunt cruise out of uh, Rye. Uh, we went to the Isle of Shoals and a bunch of other places. And uh, while we were there, uh, we had a scattering of the ashes uh, on the cruise, the ghost hunt cruise. Mm-hmm. So That's that was interesting. Yeah, that was kind of neat. So it was did a, you get covered? No, I did not. I didn't, sc- I didn't scatter no damn ashes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You just got to bend, get close to the water line, not like up in the air, you know? Yeah. Oh, was that the doorbell? It was awful fast. Uh, yeah. I, I heard a ping, ping. <laughs> Yep, two minutes left. Okay, oh. Rox. So you've got uh, a lot of uh, things happening and a lot of, uh, you know, events coming up and things. And uh, where, where can people get a hold of you, Roxy? Uh, you can find us at NewEnglandCuriosities.com. You can also subscribe to our newsletter if you want to follow what's happening with the Oracle cards and get some sneak peeks and previews on that. And, of course, we're also on Facebook. I post all the time weird and curious stuff. And you can also find me at Wicked Curious Radio on um, iTunes as well. There you go. Wicked cool. Goodness, you're everywhere. Yep. And, I know. Uh, I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can join uh, Roxy and I at a couple of events that are coming up the end of February, last week of February, and those are all on my website, inegosproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. All right, so uh, we want to thank you so much, Roxy, and uh, I guess I'll see you on Monday, too, huh? I will see you on Monday. Who knows what we'll talk about then? God. <laughs> More nuns. <laughs> Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a report on the uh, nuns, uh, new, new nuns with guns from. New nuns, new nuns with. I got it. Can't even new say it. New nuns with big guns is the, is with the big actual, guns. Okay. Yeah, nuns with big guns is the actual I'll title have of the to look cult for classic it. movie. Yes, it's a must see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's one yeah. hell of a cult. Okay. There is a trailer. If you want to watch a trailer, there is a trailer on it. But there you go. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't get any better. Roxy, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and uh, I will see you on Monday, and uh, peace and light and all that crap. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Ian. It was great to talk to you. You too, Roxy. Take care. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Good night, all.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.